Welcome to the SAME Real-Time Podcast, featuring an inside look across the Society of American Military Engineers and the work that our 30,000 members and 105 posts are doing to support national security and strengthen the engineering potential of the United States. And now, your host, SAME Executive Director, Joe Schrodel. So today we've got uh, Mr. Bruce D'Agostino, the Executive Director of the Construction Management Association of America. Bruce, thanks for joining us today. Joe, it's great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you know, I think most of our members, I think, are familiar with CMAA, and a lot of our posts uh, and your chapters do a lot of great things together. But for those, uh, since we've got a pretty diverse society, for those who maybe don't know much about CMAA. Why don't you just give us a little, little bit of your background. I think you've been the executive director for now, what, 18 years? Is that right? <laughs> That's correct. It's been uh, eight, 18 wonderful years. So this is in your blood. So let our, let our listeners know all about CMAA. Go ahead. CMAA stands for the Construction Management Association of America. And it's an organization that's an industry organization. That means we have not only service providers, but we have uh, owner practitioners involved in our association. And I think that having that owner involvement makes us so much stronger as an organization, because we've got everybody at the table talking about how to improve professionalism uh, in the management of the construction process. Our organization is uh, well known for its uh, ANSI accredited cert certification program, which uh, uh, fortunately SAME has endorsed. And our certification program continues to grow by leaps and bounds each year. And uh, we've developed a construction manager uh, uh, program for young people. It's called the CMIT, it's the Construction Manager in Training. And uh, these young people will get mentors and uh, take uh, uh, courses that will help them find the proper career path for them as young professionals. That program is, is imitating the certification program in that it's growing by leaps and bounds as well. The, uh, the three main goals of our organization are to improve the performance of the construction management profession, and two, to address workforce needs in the CM profession and in industry at large. And the third goal is to promote CM professionalism. So when, when you talk about what, what's CMAA's wheelhouse, we're all about professional development, uh, standards of practice, certification, uh, uh, designations. Uh, we want to make an uh, a, a industry professional uh, the best that they can possibly be. And that's what we're so excited about our partnership with SAME, because we can take folks that have come out of the military and help them transition into the, the private sector through our training programs and certification programs. Uh, just makes a, a great fit for us, Joe. Yeah, no, thanks, Bruce. And, and you know, we're all we're all focused uh, on a couple of a uh, couple of parts of our population. There, first, obviously, the military, and and not just the transitioning part of the military. But one of the things that really attracted you and me, I know, as we deliberated uh, our partnership, was the fact that 
the government uh, and, and most of the professionals who are in the government in, in this business uh, really look to CMAA for that you know, the certification and the standards of practice that you talk about, but, but nowhere was there anybody trying to underwrite their participation. And I think jointly together, we're offering that. So one of the things that, that I really appreciate and that we appreciate here is the fact that you offer our members uh, a discount uh, to help pursue that professional certification. So one of the things that I want to make sure our, les- our listeners tune into is uh, I want to spread the word more widely uh, to encourage more of our folks to participate in, as you said, your certification programs, which we wholeheartedly endorse. Uh, talk a little bit more about the, the CMIT, if you would. You know, what, what level of, is that high school, college? You know, what's your target population? Um, and I ask that because we've got a lot of folks, a lot of our posts engaged in uh, STEM training, you know, from elementary school through college. So, so where does the CMIT come in? Well, we have uh, programs for undergraduates uh, through our chapters as well as you do with your post. And when the, uh, the, these people graduate from college, uh, they get lost. Uh, their, uh, their emails change, their addresses change as they find employment, and uh, they uh, don't have a professional organization looking over their shoulder, trying to help and guide them in their new careers. And what we've done is created this construction manager and training program to uh, give these young people, both juniors and and seniors in college, up to uh, the uh, early uh, or late 20s, maybe early 30s, uh, an opportunity to get a mentor from uh, one of our uh, uh, senior level uh, construction managers, program managers, find out uh, how they can avoid making the mistakes that the, the senior level folks have made in their careers and have that uh, important knowledge transferred uh, to them that they don't get in college. And, you know, the project uh, knowledge and program knowledge that you get uh, on, on the job experience fellows more engaged in mentoring our young folks. How do you achieve that? And, and are they active participants? You know, your, your fellows active participants in this program? How did you rope them in? Well, Joe, as you probably have experienced, uh, your, your fellows groups are either uh, in the stage of their careers where they want to sit back and uh, enjoy uh, watching their their professional organization do great things, and then there's a group of fellows that want to get involved and stay involved, or writing articles, and teaching classes, and becoming mentors to young people. So we have a, a a mix of both of those folks in our in our college of fellows. Fortunately, it's uh, more of the latter who want to stay engaged and and, and help the industry and the profession. Well, that's great. And then, and then what do you offer them in return? You know, sometimes, sometimes people uh, get engaged not just for the intrinsic value of making a difference, and, and you and I both would hope that fellows at that point in their lives would think that way, but not all do. So, so how do you uh, encourage those who aren't just intrinsically motivated? Well, I... <laughs> 
That's a I, tough I one. think that uh, our, our time is better spent working on those folks that are motivated rather than the ones that aren't. Uh, and, and I understand that you don't get to be a fellow of SME or CMAA without having achieved great things for the profession, association, for the industry. And uh, sometimes it's okay to rest on your laurels, but uh, for the folks that want to stay involved, uh, we've got to give them the opportunities uh, and the outlets to, uh, to stay involved and the continued recognition. You know, a lot of times uh, we, we say, okay, somebody's achieved the rank of fellow. We don't have to acknowledge how, how, how the, all the great things that they continue to do. Well, that's wrong. We need to continue to do that. Or they'll find another group or another activity. You know, people like to be appreciated, and that's uh, what we try to do. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you. you. I could not agree with you more, Bruce. You know, the, the common, you're right, the prevailing attitude seems to be, well, you know, you've achieved fellow status. You don't need any more recognition. And it's not about recognition. It's about appreciation, just the way you put it. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, so I, I think what both of us are seeing is, you know, we've got enough issues in this country, infrastructure-related, that, that we really need a sort of a call to action. All of us who have the experience, who've been around the industry for a while, there's lots of room for all of us to get engaged in some way to help continue to make a difference. You know, let me shift gears just a little bit. You, you made the point earlier about your focus on owners. Uh, what are some of the big issues that you see coming from an owner's perspective these days? And, and I'll include in that, you know, I view the chiefs of our engineering services, and I view our engineering services, I mean, our, our, our services, and I view our federal agencies, state agencies, and, and local agencies as owners, and they are, they're owners on behalf of the public. And what are some of the big issues you see from either the private sector or the public sector that, that you find most challenging and, and on top of the list to deal with? Well, uh, we share some of those same public sector owners, the Corps of Engineers and uh, Veterans Affairs and so forth, and they're looking at the CMAA for our standards, our standards of practice, making sure that their standards within their agencies and, and organizations are on par with uh, industry standards. And as you know, it becomes harder and harder to replace people in our workforce. Uh, it is important that the people that we do replace uh, uh, have that training and knowledge and that awareness of the standards of practice and how things get done. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of times in, in the uh, public sector, uh, you can't bring in the level of person that you'd like to hire, and you have to train a, a younger person, and uh, that's where organizations like SAME and your know, JETSI and uh, our national conference and symposium uh, are helpful in, in getting those younger people, professionals trained up. And uh, uh, the beauty of our, our partnership, Joe, is that all the SAME members can take advantage of our online standards of practice courses for absolutely no cost. So that's very helpful. On the uh, 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 local level, uh, public works people uh, have been cut back so drastically over uh, the past few years from the Great Recession on 
that uh, they need to outsource much of their activities and there's so much you know knowledge that's lost when you lose people in the public sector and you can't transfer that when they're gone uh, you know it's like where, where are the secrets being held and that's the kind of information that we really need to uh, to have uh, transferred when uh, the public sector folks uh, uh, depart and it's not always possible so you, you need to go to an organization like CMA or SAME to help you find that information. No that's great and you know that, that kind of leads leads me to another thought I mean you you and I both and both our organizations have, have spent time over the years uh, addressing owners issues you know hosting owners fora and doing things like that and, and one of the things that uh, that you and I celebrate, I think, about your organization is the fact that you, you provide both standards of practice certification for a wide range of, you know, uh, construction management methods. And, and I think both of us and a lot of the industry are starting to see that with the state of our infrastructure, with the, uh, the limitations on resources that are available to fix the infrastructure, you know that that we're really moving more toward a, uh, uh, I guess, an approach that that sounds more like design, finance, build, maintain, and operate. Uh, and and both of us, I think, see a need to bring more private capital to capital to the table. So it'll be interesting to see how things unfold uh, over the coming years, and and how we can bring, you know, private capital uh, along with uh, public capital. To help fix the infrastructure, but what what what's CMAA doing these days uh, to to help either lead the thinking or help people, help owners especially understand, you know, maybe the approaches that are are more needed today than uh, than maybe some of the standard design bid build design build kinds of practices that grew up over the years. What 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 do you see coming down the road, and and how are you guys helping the educate owners, especially when they're losing their workforce, as you just pointed out. So the expansion of services from uh, getting involved in real estate and financing in the front end and then in operating, maintaining, ultimately uh, demolishing at the end of the life cycle, uh, continue to uh, amaze us. And uh, we, we're constantly uh, trying to provide information and education to our people both on the service uh, sector as well as the other uh, practitioner information on how to do a better job of those front end and back end services uh, the financial uh, uh, aspects of, of what our members are doing i, I think have a huge impact i have a, a favorite uh, story i like to repeat about uh, a federal project that uh, uh, one of our members was able to help get a, uh, a discounted interest rate on the, uh, the building loan on. And uh, because of that discount, they were able to uh, increase the value of what they were building and add on additional uh, uh, aspects of that, uh, that, that structure to provide an even better uh, building for 
uh, the public and, and the, uh, the agency that was going to be working into it. So just having that knowledge of, of finance and, and who to go to and, and uh, what, what one percentage rate can mean to uh, a building uh, can, can add tremendous value. Now, that's a good story. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily or readily relate an increase in scope or quality to a reduction in life cycle costs. So you actually compound, and I'm sure in that in that example, the the savings and the discount rate was actually compounded over the long term. You know, in uh, in the, in just reducing uh, life cycle costs. Is that something that you guys address? Uh, I'm sure uh, frequently. Well, life cycle management uh, is, is very important, and your example of, of uh, compounded interest uh, really uh, sets a, a, a strong, uh, important mark for why, t- why you need to take advantage of that though about uh, financing and, and, and how important it is when you, when you go to build something. No, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about uh, you know upcoming events. What what sort of events do you does your does CMAA host say in the course of a year and and uh, and then maybe you can talk about some of the upcoming events. Uh, this would be a good opportunity to tell some of our listeners where they can have opportunities to participate in CMAA. You mentioned JETC earlier. I appreciate you doing that. But what are some of the things you guys have coming up? Well, we've got a, a symposium in New Orleans. Uh, uh, this April, April 2 through 4, and uh, our symposiums uh, always focus in on a couple key areas, and uh, it'll be uh, uh, technology and workforce issues are our main uh, focus for this year's symposium. And then in October, we have our national conference, and that is a, an event uh, that uh, draws more than, more than a thousand uh, practitioners to learn all the latest practices. And, uh, this is where everyone comes together to uh, uh, help our profession grow and uh, our association become even better. So those are our two main national events. We constantly have the online education and uh, free webinars for our members uh, to a year, uh, excuse me, to a month, 24 a year. And uh, as, as uh, activities uh, require, we'll, we'll create uh, new online programs uh, to address issues that will meet the industry's needs. Well, that's great. One of the things that uh, some, some of your and my members might have recognized is, you know, as a part of the partnership that, that you and I brokered here in the last two years, um, you know, we exchange uh, participation in each other's events. Um, so we're going to, you and I know, are going to continue to do that. I think it's a way we can start really pulling societies like yours and, and mine together to work together and really leverage each other. So I, I personally appreciate, and I know my members appreciate, uh, you know, being able to go to those events and, and have a, an SAME presence, but really to be able to tell folks what we're doing together. And then, and then one of the things that I've been doing lately is trying to get more um, information from our posts that are working closely with your chapters about some of the kinds of things that are best practices at the local level so we can learn at the national level what do we need to help reinforce, tell people about, get into our best practice system. So, you know, part of my commitment to you 
you know, is to continue to really understand what's happening at the local level, get that into our best practice system, and encourage our posts, um, as we're doing by virtue of this podcast too, to reach out to CMAA chapters and, and really work, work those relationships. So any, any thoughts that you'd want to share on, uh, you know, to your chapters, to our posts, uh, go ahead. Well, I think some of our most successful chapters are the ones that are working with uh, SAME posts and working together to uh, uh, produce quality programs for, for the uh, total audience, not just their own audience. I've, I've been to some meetings in Boston and Dallas, and we've got one coming up in Savannah where we're jointly uh, posts and chapters of put something together and I think together we always do something better than if we were trying to do it individually. My board of directors said, Bruce, if there's one uh, relationship that you need to concentrate on, it's the SME relationship because uh, we can we can manage that relationship at the local level as well as the national level and, and do a lot of good. Well, you know, I share, obviously, as you know, I share everything that you just said, and uh, that's probably a, a good note for us to, to, to end this podcast on, and, and I want to just tell you personally, I appreciate your, your friendship as well as our partnership, and, uh, and we've just got some great things going on, and I, I subscribe to everything that you just said. So, uh, Bruce, thanks personally. Uh, thanks from all of us at SME for your partnership. And uh, I know we're looking forward to even bigger and better things as we go forward and, and help address the infrastructure needs of, of our nation. So, so thank you very much. Well, thank you, Joe. I feel the same way about you and your organization. Look forward to uh, continuing the relationship and doing more great things. Well, great. Well, look, take care and uh, try to stay dry in all this rain we got back here. So God bless. Take care. <laughs> you too. <laughs>